praise you for the signs and wonders working with your word, the anointing that flows with your word. Uh, Lord, we thank you for your impartation, your impact, and your satur the saturation of your peace, presence, and power in Jesus' name. Also lift up those that are in the sea, Lord, continue to pour into them all that they yield to in Jesus' name. Amen. Side note before, uh, uh, good evening and welcome to our uh, midweek service. Just a side note, just on meditation. You know, God is saying some people are been looking um, out there in here for promotion. And promotion is found in service. And it's not just found in service, it's found in, in, in anticipating others' needs. And so, so if you find yourself, okay, so let's say somebody teaches on service. And you find yourself going two, three weeks, a month. Stretch would be two months, but I'll give you two months of serving, and you recognize everything that you're doing during those two months. You haven't crossed over to service yet. When it's your default without thinking about it. You know, uh, sometimes our, 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 we, we, we do things um, because we, we understand systems, but we don't understand service. I was, I was just meditating on someone that, that uh, is in ministry and all the right clothes to wear. They, all, they know all the right uh, things to say. They understand the, the systems, but they haven't crossed over into the service. And that's where our promotion is, where uh, service is a lifestyle. You know, and, and you won't recognize it. It would have to be told to you if, when it becomes a lifestyle. If you right now think service is a lifestyle for you and it hadn't been, it isn't. Right? Uh, all right, so that was just a little nugget. Don't know who needed to hear that, but let's, let's talk about uh, uh, today uh, life notes. And the interesting thing about this, this teaching how God has been doing things, he's been... Um, just pouring out different things in, at different times in different situations. Uh, and I'll get into what, why God uh, highlighted this for our topic today. So life notes are what's written on our heart when we travel through our path of purpose. So life notes are what's written on our heart when we travel through our path to purpose. These notes are etched in our hearts in every test, trial, and toil in our life. These notes are etched in our heart in, any, in every test, trial, and toil in our life. These notes are etched, carved in our heart in every test, trial, and toil in our lives. These notes aren't pre-written. They're written in the moment of the demand. They're not pre-written. They're written in the moment of demand. So when we're in a situation, um, there are different situations that we travel through that demands these, these life notes, these etched uh, notes inscribed in our hearts, right? 
Now, again, they're not pre-written, so you can't find them until you get there. They're not pre-written. You can't find them until you get there, right? They're forged in the midst of uncertainty. They're forged in the midst of uncertainty. Interesting thing, they're scripted in times of tragedy. They're scripted in times of tragedy. They're poured out in the midst of shock and awe. When we get into shock and awe situations, that's when these life notes are poured out. So I'll repeat, you know, they're, they're, they're not pre-written. They're written in the moment of demand, right? So, so, so don't, you can't look for them in advance. You won't find them until you get there, right? right? They're forged in the midst of uncertainty. These life notes are forged in the midst of uncertainty. They're scripted in times of tragedy. They're poured out in the midst of shock and awe. It's one other thing. They're groaned out in weakness, despair, regret, and brokenness. They're groaned out in weakness, despair, regret, and brokenness. Look here, Romans 8. Romans 8. Again, we're talking about life notes. We're talking about life notes. So Romans 8, we've read this scripture uh, thousands of times, but we'll see it just a little different here today. Romans 8, 26. It says, likewise, the Spirit also helps what? Our infirmities. So we're going through something, right? After the colon, it says, for we know not what we should pray for as we are. So we're in situations where we're, we're, we're weighed down and infirmed, and we don't know what to pray. We can't find nothing written, nothing already laid out to pray. Right? It says, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us, look at this, with groanings can, that cannot be uttered because you didn't have the advanced information until you got into the situation. So they're groaned out in weakness, despair, regret, and brokenness. Something deep inside of us pours something out. These are our life notes, right? These are our life notes, Right? See, see, life notes are different from experience notes. See, experience notes you already have. Life, life notes are yet to be written. Experience notes you already have. Life notes are yet to be written. Let's look over here. Uh, let's drop back a few verses in Romans 8, verse 18. Romans 8, verse 18. See, this, this, this was written. These are... These were life notes Paul wrote in, in, in going through anguish and various tests and trials. Look at this. For I reckon, verse 18, for I reckon that the sufferings of this present time, so that means he was dealing with something, right? So I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us, Right? So this is, this, this, this is carved out at this particular time. Let's keep on reading here. It says, for the earnest expectation of the creature waited for the manifestation of the sons of God. It says, for the creature was made subject to vanity, selfishness, not willingly, but by reason of him who has subjected the same in hope, right, in the, in the expectation of destruction, right? It says, because the creature itself also shall be delivered from bondage 
from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation groan, look, look, the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now. In process of going through at this place of uncertainty, trying to move into a place of purpose, right? It says that not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves, look, grown within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to wit, the redemption of our body. For we are saved by hope, but hope that is seen, look, is not hope. For what a man seeth, why, why doth he yet hope for? So what he's saying is like we're, we're, we're groaning and travailing and we're in expectations for something to come that we haven't seen yet, but we believe and it's going to happen. Right? He says, now this hope is something that has not been seen. Right? Because if we already know it's there, we, won't, we would need hope. We're expecting beyond what we see. Verse 25. Uh, but, it, but, it, but if we hope for that we see not, then do we with patience wait for it. In patience, we're waiting in the midst of these uh, seemingly insurmountable situations, these unexplainable situations for our life notes. We're waiting for our life notes. We're waiting for the direction beyond this uncertainty. It says, likewise, that's when we get into what we read earlier, likewise, after all this, likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, this groaning, this place of uncertainty, not knowing. See, the thing is, the challenge with us sometimes is we fake notes. You know, like you was in school and you wanted an excuse or you wrote a fake excuse. Your parent didn't write it, but you tried to force their handwriting. You remember that? See, because you, you tried to write yourself a pass to get out of a punishment, right? But when it was, you know, the teacher would be like, because <laughs> you're a kid trying to write a dope <laughs> script, right? You know, and, and then you're trying to, you try to forge so it ain't smooth, you know. Like, you know, you didn't see all the little shaky lines <laughs> when you were trying to, you know, forge it out, right? But well, we're doing this in our life. You know, we, we, instead of waiting for God's life notes that gives us a pass to the next level of our life, we're trying to write our own notes, right? We're trying to forge our own fronts, establish our own. Yes, you know, sometimes some of us have locked on to a particular goal in life that God never told you was your goal. And you haven't stopped to ask God, was this you? Because you figure, I've invested so much in this direction, you know, I don't want to ask. He may say no. Duh. Do you want to live this earth never fulfilling what God told you to do? Or do you want to keep holding on to that which you wrote out? Because you couldn't wait for the life notes, Right? All right, so I don't know where that <laughs> Oh, Jesus Christ is Lord. All right, so, and he searches the hearts, knowing what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to what? The will of God. Those are, those are the life notes. And look, look, look at this, this one. And we know that all things work together for good for those who, for those for good to them that, okay. For we know that all things work together for good to them that love God and to them who are called according to in harmony with his purpose. 
See, see, again, we're going to, we, we quote the scripture like all things work together for good just because we're Christians. That's not what the scripture said. It says according to and harmony with his purpose. And you better know that you, you better find out if you don't know that you know that you know you're in God's purpose. See, those life notes that are written out in the midst of these situations actually are the directions for us to harmonize into his purpose. But some of us don't wait for the life, life notes. We go write our own, right? All right, so, so. <laughs> look, 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 there's a, a 18 through 21. I believe this is a message. That's why I don't think there's any comparison between the present hard times and the coming good times. The created world itself can hardly wait for what's coming next. Everything in creation being more or less held back, restrained, God reigns it in until both creation and all the creatures are ready and can be released at the same moment into the glorious times ahead. Meanwhile, the joyful anticipation deepens. See, some of us, I can't wait for the team. We out ahead of the team. We have, see, because we, we, as we were talking about... Uh, I don't know when it came out. Oh, I'm sorry. I wasn't here. It was at, it was at the other church on Sunday. And, and, <laughs> and, uh, and somebody highlighted at the end uh, when the Lord was speaking into their lives prophetically and how sometimes we, we, we play off a of, off of time. Like we play off a of time, we play off an of age. So, so to us, we think surely because of how I see my age and how I see time, it's time. Those are circumstances. That doesn't necessarily mean that's God's will. Right? Like, like God, God ain't in no rush. He don't, I don't care how old you are. I don't care how young you are. You see what I'm saying? God has his timing and he has his way and he has his preparation. And we need to wait for those life notes to get our, our exact direction from God. Right? Can we do that? Look, 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 look. So, so, again, let me just keep reading here from this message. All around us, we observe, preg- uh, we, observe, we observe a pregnant creation. The difficult times of pain throughout the world are simply birth pangs. But it's not only around us, it's within us. The Spirit of God is arousing us within. We're also feeling the birth pangs. These sterile, and bar- these sterile and barren bodies of ours are yearning for full deliverance. We're in this place of uncertainty. That is why waiting does not diminish us any more than waiting diminishes a pregnant woman. See, we think waiting destroys us, but it doesn't. We are enlarged in the waiting. We are enlarged in the waiting. So the longer you're waiting, the larger God's plan is for you, right? That's not the message. I just added that, okay? <laughs> I, we are, of course, uh, we, we, of course, don't see what is enlarging us. But the longer we wait, the larger we become and the more joyful our expectancy. Meanwhile, the moment we get tired in the waiting, God's spirit is right alongside helping us along. If we don't know how or what to pray, if we don't have our life notes, it doesn't matter. He does our praying in and for us, making prayer out of our wordless sighs, our aching groans. 
He knows us far better than we know ourselves, knows our pregnant condition, and keeps us present before God. That's why we can be so sure that every detail, every detail in our lives of love for God is worked into something good. Experience, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> that wasn't a message. That was a note I had. <laughs> I, I, I usually change the color. I kept the same color. <laughs> All right, so, so <laughs> this is the thing. So, so, so you have these life notes that we said are forged through, forged out, just, just as a reminder. They're not pre-written. They're written in a moment of demand. They're forged in the midst of uncertainty. They're scripted in times of tragedy. They're poured out in the midst of shock and awe. They're groaned out in weakness, despair, regret, and brokenness. Right? And we said these life notes are different from experience notes. See, experience notes are the history we draw from. Life notes are in the moment, and they're notes you yield to. See, experience notes are what we draw from, the history, what's happened. Life notes are what you yield to in the moment. So life notes are what's written in the time. See, life notes is what wrote Psalm 51, right? Let's just go to Psalm 51 real quick. These, these were life notes. These weren't history drawn from. These happened at the time. <laughs> look, look, uh, Psalm 51. Uh, all right, so, so in my Bible, it opens up with this is the song that was written by David after he had gone into Bathsheba, <laughs> right? This is after he, he blew it. It says, have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according to the multitude of thy tens of mercies. Blot out my transgression. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. He said, against thee, against Thee, thee only have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight, that thou mightest be justified when thou speakest and be clear when thou judgest. Behold, I was shaped in iniquity and sin that my mother conceived me. Behold, thou desirest truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden part thou shalt make me to know wisdom. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be white as snow. Make me to hear joy and gladness that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. Hide thy face from my sins and blot out my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. Uphold me with thy free spirit. Right? Then will I teach transgressors thy ways and sinners shall be converted unto thee. Deliver me from blood guiltiness, O God, thou God of my salvation, and my tongue shall sing aloud righteousness. It goes on and on, but this was, was, was a life note written in the midst of him really blowing it. So it says, this, this wasn't written from experience. This was the experience, Right? Like this same life note is, is, is what, okay, look, look at John 12. Look at John 12. 
this is a foundational scripture for, for a book. Uh, it's called uh, The Release of the Spirit by Watchman Nee. book is about brokenness. But John 12, 24, it says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except the corn of wheat fall to the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. And so these life notes is written in this place of burial, right? Because when I'm, when I'm fully buried, the only thing left is resurrection. But if I'm not fully buried, why would resurrection come? I'm not dead yet. I'm still covering myself, protecting myself, saving face, boosting my ego, trying to get props, fronting like I'm doing more than I'm doing, forging my stats, right? I'm not dead yet. So why would I be resurrected? The resurrection is looking for us to be buried. It's not looking for us to, looking for our front. We keep forging this, this and faking it. Why? Die. Let it go and let God show you what he can do, right? And so that's when those life notes are written out. Hey, I'll give you another great example because they've written all through the Bible. Like, you see, we see, reading the Bible, we don't realize that these people were writing out life notes. <laughs> see, God used their life notes to put together a Bible so we can see how to navigate through this thing. All right, so, so I'm going to read this out of the Amplified, 2 Corinthians 4, 6 through 18. 2 Corinthians 4, 6 through 18. It says, for God who said, let let light shine out of darkness has shone in our hearts so as to beam forth the light for the illumination, look, of the knowledge of the majesty of the glory of God as it is manifest in the, pers- in the person and is revealed in the face of Jesus Christ the Messiah. So he, says, so, so he puts in these situations where we're illuminated and when we, when we start to see where these life notes are written out, right? Verse 7, however, we possess this precious treasure, the, the, the divine light of the gospel, right? In frail human vessels of earth, that the grandeur and exceeding greatness of the power may be, show, may be shown to be from God and not from ourselves. Look, we are hedged in, pressed on every side, troubled and oppressed in every way, but not cramped or crushed. We suffer embarrassments. These are the dead people now. These are the people that write life notes. We suffer embarrassments and are perplexed and, un, un, look, look, and unable to find our way out, but not driven in, in, in despair. I can't find my way out, but God has written me a note to get out. Right? It says we are, pers- it says we are pursued, persecuted, and hard-driven, but not deserted to stand alone. We are struck down to the ground, but never struck out and destroyed. Always caring about in the body the liability and exposure to the same putting to death that the Lord Jesus suffered. So that the resurrection life of Jesus also may be shown forth by and in our bodies. For we who live are constantly experiencing being handed over to death for Jesus' sake, that the resurrection life of Jesus also may be evident through our flesh, which is liable to death. Thus, death is actively at work in us, 
but it is in order that our life may be actively at work in you. Yet we have the same spirit of faith as he had who wrote, I believe, therefore I have spoken. We too believe, therefore we speak. Assured that he who raised up the Lord Jesus raises up raises us up also with Jesus and brings us along with you in his presence. For all these things are taking place for your sake so that more grace, divine favor, and spiritual blessing extends more and more people, extends to more and more people and, and multiplies to the many. The more thanksgiving may may increase and, ab- and abound or, or redound, I'm sorry, to the glory of God. Therefore, we do not become discouraged, utterly spiritless, exhausted, and wearied out through fear. Though our outer man is progressively decaying and wasting away, yet our inner self is being progressively renewed day after day. Look at this. For our light affliction, momentary affliction, this slight distress of the passing hour is ever more and more abundantly preparing and producing and achieving for us an, an everlasting weight of glory beyond all measure, excessively surpassing all comparisons and all calculations, a vast and, trans, and transcendent glory and blessedness never to cease. Since we consider and look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen, that haven't been written yet. For the things that are visible and temporal, brief and fleeting, but the things that are invisible are deathless and everlasting. Right? Deathless and everlasting. Another version of, uh, of, of 16 through 18 says, so we're not giving up. How could we? Even though on the outside it often looks like things are falling apart, on us or on the inside, we're, where God is making new life, not a day goes by without his unfolding grace. These hard times are small potatoes compared to the coming good times, the lavish celebration prepared for us. There are far more here than meets the eye, which you can see, those experience notes. The things we see now are here today and gone tomorrow, but the things we can't see now will last forever those life notes that are being forged out in the midst of the situation. All right, so these things are, these things was written in the midst of things happening. And so, so, so in these situations, God is hoping you finally get your hands off of it. You finally let go of it and let him write out some life notes for you to move forward. He's just hoping that. And, and listen, we can hype ourselves. My, my wife, I was listening to the message on feelings. It's a powerful message. Um, we can feel like, <laughs> we can feel like we fine. We can feel like we okay. We can feel like because, uh, what, did, what did they say? A clock is right twice a day? A broke clock is right twice a day. Well, uh, uh, a fronting person can have a blessing. <laughs> twice a year. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, like somebody that's not really embracing what God's doing, 
they, they, something good can happen to them. <laughs> you know? They can, they can visit some goodness, they just can't live in it. Right? And God wants us to live in it. Uh, uh, sec, 2 Corinthians 6. 2 Corinthians 6. I, I, I was reading through this. Well, well, Lord just showed me this, and then he pointed me to all these places. And um, he was just showing me. He said, he said, man, he says, all my great men have written life, life notes. All of them. Look at this, 2 Corinthians 6. It's uh, verse 1. It says, let me see. It says, we then, as workers together with him, beseech you also that you receive uh, not the grace of God in vain. For he saith, I have heard thee in, in a time accepted, and in the day of salvation have I secured thee. Behold, now is the acceptable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. It says, Give no offense in anything that the ministry be not blamed. It says, But in all things are proven ourselves as ministers of God in much patience. This, this, is, what, this is how we are proved. Look. In much patience, in afflictions, in necessities, in distresses, in stripes, in imprisonments, in torments, in labors, in watchings, in fastings, by pureness, by knowledge, by long suffering, by kindness, by the Holy Ghost. It says, by love unfeigned, by the word of truth, by the power of God, by the armor of, of righteousness on the right hand and on the left. By honor and dishonor, by evil report and good report, as deceivers yet true, as unknown yet well known, as dying and behold we live, as chastened and not killed, as sorrowful yet rejoicing, as poor yet making many rich, as having nothing, look, look, and yet possessing all things. That wasn't written while somebody was chilling. <laughs> that was written as somebody was going through. That was discovered. Right? That wasn't something that he picked up from somebody else. He, look, he didn't quote another book of the Bible. <laughs> that was written in the moment, right? And that's what God is trying to do. Here, here, here. I'll give you one more. 2 Corinthians 12. Y'all know this was definitely a life note written. 2 Corinthians 12, uh, verse 7. 2 Corinthians 12, verse 7. It says, Unless I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of revelation that was given to me, a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, keep me humble, right? Then he repeated, Lest I should be exalted to, uh, above measure. Now, exalted above measure is, look, he said through the abundance of revelation. As much as we know, we ain't had an abundance of revelation that Paul had. And Paul was sent a message of Satan buffing him, lest he got overconfidence of what he knew and what God was doing through him, which was a lot. He, look, look, okay, so when this happened, look, he did what we do. Verse 8, for this thing I besought the Lord thrice, that it might depart from me. So my first thought is, my experience, what I know. What I know is I'll talk to the Lord <laughs> and he'll relieve me. It didn't go nowhere. Then he did it twice. Didn't go nowhere. Then he did it the third time. 
right? It didn't go nowhere. Sometimes we do it once ago. I tried that. He did it three times. And then, and then look what happened. And God said, okay, let me, let me, let me, let me give you some life notes. <laughs> he says, and he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, so now he, once he got the life note, he flipped the script. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities and reproaches and necessities and persecutions and distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. See, that was written in the midst of something because he had to learn another lesson. He had to realize it wasn't the abundance of revelation. It wasn't his swag. It wasn't all that he knew. It wasn't everybody going, man, one for you. I don't know what I'll be able to do. Thank you. You've had such an impact. It, it wasn't that. It was, it was God. You know, we teach this in spiritual authority, but there's no competency of ourselves. I don't say glory to God just, just as a cliche. I say glory to God because God gets the glory. Listen, man, I was ministering in Waysboro, and at the end of the service, the Lord starts speaking into people's lives. I'm going to tell you right now, I don't know none of the, I, I, I know. There's people I have met before, but it's not like I'm there every day, and everybody had masks, so I didn't even know it was them, if it was them. Like, we don't hang out every day. And I don't know their business. So the Holy Spirit, it had to be the Holy Spirit. And then when I leave, I don't even know if, 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 if I just embarrassed uh, uh, God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, Keith Bradley, Melanie Bradley, heirs Christmas in the church. And you know that dude from Ayers? He came out to our church talking something crazy. Listen to what he said to me. <laughs> Man, I wasn't even close to the truth. I don't even have a cousin. <laughs> he ain't going to talk about my cousin. I don't have no cousin. Then he's going to talk about my son. I ain't got no kids. So, so what happens after that? Just to let y'all know, you just don't be throwing stuff out. So, so, so again, and the trip is I started out pray, praying. So three people came up. That's it. That was just three. So I'm praying for them. And you know how you, uh, what's your thing, pour the oil? And so... I prayed for the three people, then I seen somebody else, and somebody else, and I looked to my right, I said, where did, where have I come from? I didn't even see them come up there. You know, I guess they were seeing how it went. See, did, did, but, but I'll tell you this, this is something I would never figure out. I would have never figured in. They know everybody. They know their business. So as God was talking, whoa, well, there's no way he would know that. She just told me that. So that's going to prompt a person to get up. See, what, you know what God was doing? He was writing out life notes in the moment. Look, I, look, see, I couldn't speak to them from experience. I had no experience to speak to them from. The only thing that could be spoken that was going to impact their life was life notes. That's why when you just go with your, little, your pet scripture, your pet revelation, your, your thoughts on that person, that ain't changing nothing, man. You just stay me obvious. <laughs> no kidding. You know, you know the people that prophesy. So, so Isaac come up, and you know he speaks a good word, fast week, whatever. And then the person goes, you know what? God's gonna use you. 
You think? <laughs> he just used them, but you know what I'm saying? That, 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 that doesn't, that ain't changing Isaac. You understand? That woman at the well, she needed some, some, some life. The, 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 hey, hey, the guys you've been with. Like she needed something that would say God. And, and, and look, nobody, she ain't had to go to no discipleship class. She didn't have to, uh, he had to do fire and brimstone. He had to scare her with hell. She went out and started preaching. Without, without tra- no training. Only training she needed is listen. I'm telling you right now, y'all need to come see this man. <laughs> I'm just telling you right now. Listen, I know that was God. See, you understand what it is? See, okay. All right, so, so when we find ourselves in these type of situations, God will write out our life notes. If we do, we just, just be still and let him write out where to go and what to do, right? And so, 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 so to do this, you got to be resilient. We've talked about this before. So resilience is enduring the seemingly impossible until you push into the possible realm. So resilience is enduring the seemingly impossible so you push into the possible realm. See, and that, 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 that's when some, some life notes are being written, written, out, written out. So it's Mark 9, 23 says, all things are possible to them that believe. You have to believe in the midst of unbelief. What is it? What is it? Uh, what is, it uh, is it Abraham? Against hope, believed in hope. Did, did you use that scripture? Yeah, I, I, you know. I don't know if you used it, but I know it was, it was, in, your, it was in your archive because I, I had to do the, uh, the, uh, the notes for you. Um, not notes, but your lower third stuff. I, so, 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 so as I was thinking through this, so life notes are God's declared past, played out in our present, written out, writing out our future. So I'm going to repeat this. See, these life notes or God's declared present, past, played out in our present, writing out our future all at the same time. All right, let's look at Isaiah. It's not our experience, but it's, 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 a, it's a combination of God's past, present, and future. Because remember, God sits on the, Isaiah's, uh, I believe it's 50, God sits on a circle of earth. He sits outside of time. Like so, so, so the reason why God ain't in no rush, he ain't early, late, or behind, because God is not within the realm of time. So he doesn't play off of time. He's outside of time. Where God is, time stops. You know, if you travel at the speed of light, time stops, right? Right. So, so, so God is light, right? <laughs> I guess if you travel the speed of God, <laughs> right? So Isaiah, uh, I told you to go 46, right? Isaiah 46:10. So it says, declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times of things that are not yet done, saying, my counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure, right? Look, look, I'll just read verse 11. It says, calling the raven his bird from the east and the man that executeth my counsel, my life notes, from a far country, yea, I have spoken it, I will also bring it to pass. I have purposed it, I will also do it. 
Ooh, that's saying something before it happened, <laughs> right? So again, he declared some things. Okay, so Ecclesiastes. So I, I usually share these two together because they're companion scriptures. They tag team to uh, illuminate the point God's trying to make. So Ecclesiastes 3, verse 15. Um, it's another uh, verse in Ecclesiastes that says the same thing, but it says, uh, that, which is n- that which has been is now. It says, that which is to be has already been. And God required that which is past. Right? So, so again, if, you, if, you, if, if, if some of it might sound crazy to you, but, but it's not. You know, we do it in life all the time. Before you build a house, you have a blueprint. It's already been declared what's going to happen to the house. And people that, that do major building, they not only have a blueprint, but they have a model. So they built the house before they built the house. I remember uh, this stood out for me. I was, I was in this training how to, uh, how to start a personal, personal training uh, business, and the guy from Gold's Gym, they was interviewing him. He says, uh, so when did you see, you know, yourself doing, uh, uh, having this? He says, well, I built it before I built it. And he used that. He says, just like a builder builds a model before he builds the model. He says, I already built it. So, so if you think about it, God declared, God wrote out life notes almost to himself <laughs> in the beginning, and he declared it before we even got there, right? He declared the end from the beginning. And so we're catching up to that which has already been. So history, his story repeats itself in what it says in the Amplified Version of Ecclesiastes 3.15, right? And, and so, so I, was thinking through, I was thinking about this because I was thinking about um, uh, even, even Jesus' process. All these different things was written out. Remember, Jesus was persecuted, arrested, rejected of thieves, abused, crucified, and seemingly abandoned. And look at all that was, look at all that he spoke in the midst of these particular situations, all these different situations. Even as he was navigating, now Jesus is already going through stuff. Jesus is walking towards crucifixion. He's walking towards to show us how to die, to give ourselves to God's purpose right? To give ourselves to God's life notes, right? And while he's doing this, he still is taking the time (laughs) to teach, train, heal, and bless folk. Now think about it. If you have a pending court case coming up and you don't know the outcome, do you, you work the same at the job? Pending hearing coming up. And some, I mean, some people here out there in TV land, you're like, oh, yeah, I, I ain't phased. Go walk by faith. Right? right. Uh, oh, oh, you got a doctor's visit. And they, they say they may have discovered, all they did is call you and say, we think we've discovered something. We need you to come in for uh, MRI, CAT scan, and an ultrasound. We're just going to do it all the same day. And you're like, okay, see you in a little bit. Right. When we hear something that could possibly be disappointing or it could be the possibility of some negativity, our, our rhythm is thrown off a little bit. Oh, okay. I'll make something some, some simple. You lose your wallet. Now, you can, you can shut down all your cars and stuff, but you lose your wallet, right? And, okay, I'm sorry. You lose your wallet and it's money and credit cards with credit on them, is it? <laughs> 
Uh, I'm sorry, you know, because you can lose your wallet and be like, <laughs> can't use the cards. I can't use them. <laughs> have, have at it. <laughs> Maybe they'll make you pay. <laughs> All right, so, but you know how you get you thrown off. But what we're saying is Jesus, he had a whole lot more coming than we've ever dealt with in our life. But along the way, he took the time, raised people from the dead, healed folk, people that weren't even with his crew. They weren't with his set. <laughs> you know, when he still, he was like, you know, he called the person a dog. Like, listen, I can't be giving my, my first of all, I got something I got to do, and I'm trying to maximize my time here. And why would I stop to get something to you? You ain't even with the crew. Hey, give me the crumbs. Call her a dog. Right? And, and so when I, when I look at that, he just kept hitting us with life notes through this process. Because the whole thing is, so, so there's a, uh, this might, might be in my notes, it might not be in my notes, but I'm going to share it. So I don't know if you ever read the book, uh, Who Moved My Cheese? Is, you know, a lot of businesses give it out. I, I read it a long time ago at the church. I actually taught on it uh, with him and Hall and Scurry and Sniff, and, and it was about change. And so, so you, know, you know, they was in the station. They have this cheese, and they're just chilling, like cheese is going to be there forever. But you look up one day, and the cheese is not there. So you had, you had a couple guys like, okay, well, we just need to go and get some more cheese. But they had to go out in this maze of uncertainty, Right? And so you second guess yourself, ah, but suppose somebody gonna come bring us some more cheese. <laughs> yeah, this is what the this is what the thought of the people that stayed there, right? And so so they 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 so so one of the guys is go out, get out ahead, take take the chance, get through the maze, eventually obviously finds cheese. But that's not all he did. Every place he went, he learned something, and he wrote it on the wall. Uh, in, in the book, it says it was handwriting on the wall. And that's what Jesus did for us. He, he left life notes. Are you leaving life notes? Are you just so stuck in the mud, you're going to keep magnifying that until it's time for you to go? Is somebody going to benefit from your demise? Because they should. Lord knows we benefit from that crucifixion. <laughs> Right? And all the lessons along the way. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So, so look, look at this. Look at this. Why he was in this process. He gave, he gave one of his disciples uh, uh, some clues or some life notes, but it really was for us. Right? So Luke 22. And when I read through this, I want you to realize Jesus was, was special because he operated in experience notes and life notes at the same time. So remember we said life, experience notes are different from life notes. Experience notes is what you draw from what's happened. Life notes is, is you, you don't, don't, they ain't written until you get into the situation. But because Jesus was uh, the door, right, heaven and earth, 
He operated and ex- experienced notes and life notes at the same time. Just like God declared to him from the beginning, Jesus was, was the ancient of days. And at the same time, he was the, the, our, the future resurrection. All at the same time, right? All right, so look here. He's, he's talking to Peter here. Um, verse 31, Luke 22. Did I tell you Luke 22? Uh, verse 31. It says, the Lord says, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan has desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat. So, so, so that's, that's a, you got a court case, right? Because that ain't great news. <laughs> Jesus, who has inside information, just told you, Satan has a desire for you to sift you as wheat. So if Jesus sat down with you today and told you that, think of how you would feel. You heard it from Jesus, too. This is not, I feel like something happening around me. No, Jesus said, no, no, no. Satan desires to sift you as we break you down. Look, he says, but I have prayed for thee that thy faith fail not. And when thou art converted, go strengthen thy brother. And he said unto him, Lord, I am ready to go with thee both into prison and the death. Yeah, so, so he heard him, but, he, but, but remember I told you how we were trying to write our own note? Now he's trying to write his own note, <laughs> right? Because he's lying. He, and he said, I tell thee, Peter, the clock shall not crow this day before thou shalt thrice deny that thou knowest me. <laughs> and he said unto him, when I, he said, look, the, he said unto them, so he said unto them, when I sent you without purse, look, and script. So remember, he had sent them to a point without any life notes and shoes, lacked ye anything. He was just walking them through something now. And they said nothing. So even though we went out into uncertainty unprepared, we had everything we need. And then he said, then he said unto them, but now he that has purse, let him take it. And likewise, his script, and he that has no sword, let him sell his garment and buy one. For I say unto you that, that this that is written must be accomplished in me. See, see, this life note must be accomplished. And he, it says, and he was reckoned among the transgressors for the things concerning me have an end. And they said, Lord, behold, here are two swords. And he said to them, it is enough. So now he's breaking it down to them. He said, listen. <laughs> he says, I sent you out without script. You didn't lack nothing. He says, so now gather all your th- the things that you have. But he says, gather all the things you have because now a life note that was written before is about to manifest now. It's going to be fulfilled now. He, he, said, he, he says, and I have, to, I have to fulfill this. After fulfilled, I was written. Remember, God says, my word won't return to me void to accomplish what I sent it to do. So when he sent it out to do something that hadn't been done yet, but he says it will manifest. If you hold on to it, it will manifest. These life notes may be speaking of things that, are, that, 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 that are, 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 had, hadn't happened yet. They may be answering the uncertainty, but you rest assured, if you got a life note from God, what God told you is going to happen. Right? What God told you is going to happen. Right? And see, so, so, so he was referencing something here. Let's go back to Matthew 10. Let's go to Matthew 10. Because this is when they were 
really being set up for life note training. Life note training. Something we do here at Ayers Christian Center Church quite often. Matthew 10, verse 5. It says, These twelve Jesus sent forth and, and commanded them, saying, Go not <clears throat> into the way of the Gentiles, and into any city of the Samaritans enter ye not. Now, now first of all, he's telling them, it, go to exclusive people. <laughs> like he's alienating people. Like, like we think as Christians, well, you know, you know why, why, why are you separating from this person, that person? He just told them not to go to certain people. Right? It, look, it's, <clears throat> look at this. But go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. He didn't say go to everybody. Right there in the Bible. That's Jesus, right? Now, now, then he says, as you go, preach, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Now, this is new information to them. They, they weren't going around saying the kingdom of, he- kingdom of heaven is at hand before. They're, matter of fact, even, that, even though he's telling them that, I guarantee they're sitting there going, okay, I don't have any problem with saying that, but why are we saying that? And what is it? <laughs> right? Look, he said, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers. Now, this is their first time going anywhere. This is new. <laughs> heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. Freely you have received, freely give it. They, they, they've never done this before. See, we go, I don't know if you've given me enough preparation. Jesus didn't give them enough preparation. It says, provide neither gold nor silver nor brass in your purses. Don't take no money. Look, no script, no experience notes. Look, 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 none of the notes from how you was trained as a tax collector, as a doctor. None of the things you picked up from the Pharisees and the Sadducees about how the religious activity. None of the intellect that you have in schools. No, you're going to go out here, follow my instructions, and, and, and you're going to take no script for your journey. It says, neither two coats, neither shoes. You know how we overpack? It says, nor yet stays, for the workman is worthy of his meat. And whatsoever city or town you shall enter, inquire who in it is worthy, and there abide till you go thence. And when you come into the house, salute it. And if the house be worthy, let your peace come upon it. If it be not worthy, let your peace return to you. And whatsoever you shall, uh, and whatsoever you shall not, or say, whosoever shall not receive you, nor hear your words, when you depart out of the house of the city, shake the dust off your feet. He said, Verily I say unto you, it shall be more tolerable for, that, for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than for that city. So, 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 so this process, this is fresh out the pack. This is not veteran disciples or apostles or having really seen all Jesus can do yet. They have him telling them they have power that they've never experienced. And the only way they was going to experience it was to go out and put themselves in a situation where a place a demand on them to use it. It, it, they ain't do a Gideon. Okay, okay. Uh, uh, oh, they ain't do a Moses. All right, so, so let me, uh, let, let's, let me just do a couple of tricks first so I know I got this power. <laughs> See, they, they, they walked out into the midst of uncertainty. Uh, 
And, you know, basically uh, sheep among wolves, right? See, when experience and life notes meet at the same time, get ready for breakthrough. Get ready for breakthrough, right? See, uh, these life notes was written when Paul was shipwrecked in, in, in um, Acts 27, 21 through 27. Remember, uh, he told them there was, there was shipwrecked. Now, now, Paul's, look, if you just go through Paul's life. Paul, Paul was just in anger. Like, he, he's sharing stuff that nobody wants to hear, and he had a reputation of somebody that was against it. And so, every, so everywhere he goes, they're like, the people trying to stone him. They had to slip him down a wall. He's going through all different types of stuff. Remember he said, he says, man, remember he was boasting one time? He said, okay, okay, y'all act like y'all been through something. I've been stoned this many times, beaten this many times, persecuted this many times. Man, stop. Basically, he was just saying stop, right? And, and so, so here, Paul, they're, they're going on a ship, and, and Paul told him not to go. Oh, this is this is good. Paul gets a word, a word of wisdom and say, hey, we're going to get harmed. They kept going anyway. So some of us would be like, hey, told you not to go. We just all going to die because I told you not to go. Paul inquires of the Lord. An angel tells him everybody's going to be fine. So he said, listen, he did get up and say, listen, y'all shouldn't listen to me. But, you know, God's still going to get some glory out of this. I talked to an angel. He said, we're all going to be fine. But we're going to have to toss some stuff off this boat. <laughs> and the trip is the storm tore the boat apart. And everybody was saved on broken pieces. You know how I know? Because Paul wrote a life note. <laughs> so I know no matter how it looks, no matter how much the storms are dancing, everything could be torn up. As long as there's a broken piece I can grab a hold to, I can float into into the promised land. I can float into purpose. All I need is a piece. Right? All I need is a piece. And see, so, so, so these life notes are written to glorify God. Remember, remember when uh, Jesus heard about Lazarus? And he was cool with Martha and, Martha and Mary. And he heard he was sick. Now he was sick. Like, you know how you, 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 you don't require the Lord, you just run to the hospital? But he, he, he didn't do that. Like, they said he waited two more days. <laughs> now, somebody, one of us, would have been there like, kind of Messiah, man, you just heard a guy sick. You're healing all these people. Why don't you go heal them? Then, because one of us, they're probably scared to talk to Jesus. Jesus brought it up. He said, man, we got the role, man. Uh, um, Lazarus is asleep. And it was like, oh, no, well, that's good. He's getting some rest because memory's sick. He was like, so he said, okay, you know, y'all, y'all don't get nothing. He dead. How about that? All right, he dead, right? And it was like, so what's the rest now? <laughs> he gone. He said, no, 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 no. It's, 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 he's dead because God needs to get some glory. Shows up. You know, one of the sisters got there early like, come on, man. You found out plenty of time in advance. You ain't going to just let, like, oh, so now you're going to show up? Like, he gone, man. He's like, nah, he, he just sleep. <laughs> look, look, life no. So we can see even when something looks dead, God get resurrected from there. Because that, because that situation, life knows. I mean, the story goes on and on. Like, even with, with look, look at the process with, 
of betrayal or, or, or somebody that flipped on him that was really close to him. John. Sent his disciples out was John, um, no, it was Luke uh, 7, 19 to 28. We're not going to go to it, but he, he, he sent his disciples out. He says, are you to, uh, now look, he sent the disciples to ask Jesus, are you the prophet or should we find another? Jesus said, go tell him what's been happening, who's been healed, this, that, and the other. He said, go, go, tell, go, go tell him that. Because first of all, this is the same person that was like, hey, that's the Messiah. I can't even tie my shoes. Like, like I'm not worthy to, to latch his shoes. Now, all of a sudden, you, you send somebody out to question his, de- his deity, his, if he's the Messiah. So then he said, he said, blessed is the person that doesn't get offended at me. So he said, John got offended. That's why he got his head cut off, because he opened the door, right? But, but look, at, look at how Jesus handled it. Life note. He went on a, a roll of breaking down all of John's accolades and John's value and how there's very few people on this earth that has the value that John has. Right? Like, like listen, man, the, the list goes on and on. Like, it's just so many things that I was, I was the Lord was showing me. Um, look, look, so, so, so disciples had a situation. I mean, this is what we go through. Every level of gifting we have is setting us up for another level of gifting we need to get. Every level of gifting we have is setting us up for another level of gifting we get. So, so stop feeling like we've arrived. I mean, I understand in life sometimes we hadn't been doing nothing. So if you're doing something, you figure, you know, you, you sit, start drinking that like, look at me, look at me. Do you see me? Like, like I understand. But, but, but slow it down. God has much more for you and much more for you to do. So remember, the disciples, they sent them out. They came back. Look, Master, even the demons are subject unto us. Well, same thing we do, right? But he, he, he said, yeah, they, he didn't say, yeah, they're subject unto you. He said, have faith in God. The source, I'm trying to teach you to stay connected to the source because there's much more to do. Then they went out, and the guy came and said, man, your disciples, man, they, they, they were going around the city talking about how they cast out demons. They couldn't cast the demon out of my boy. What's up with that? And Jesus cast him out because, see, this was a hierarchy. And so, so, so they pulled Jesus out and said, yeah, um. So now they're asking questions. Now they're inquiring. They're inquiring for life notes now. They was like, what? What? I don't understand. We, we cast out demons, don't we? See, they didn't look harder. And they didn't go deeper. See, we got to look harder and go deeper. Look harder to where we're going, go deeper in God to get there. Right? And so, 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 so once, they, once they had the conversation, he said, oh, no, 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 no. These come out by prayer and fasting. <laughs> you got to go to another level. You got to go deeper in the presence of God to cast out this level of demonic activity. You think them little corporal demons is all there is? No, no, no. There's other levels for you to go to. Right? So a life note was written at that time. To show them that, hey, that's what prayer, that's why we know we got to do more. We got to set ourselves apart more. We got to understand why this is happening, man. I'm doing well in life, you know, everything was going well. I go to church, this, that, and other. Yeah, but you might need to pray and fast at a whole nother level. Might need to shut some things out for real. I'm saying the word for real because sometimes we're shutting things out. Well, you know, I shut it out more than I did before, and who knows? God knows. We need to shut it out for real. We need to shut it down. 
It needs to never return in our life again. It needs not to be an option. We need to go nowhere near it. We, need, we don't even need to speak about it, talk about it, hang around it, think we can be in proximity to it. Right? That's prayer and fasting. It not, not I'm going to get around it and, and I'm going to be white knuckling my wife's line, white knuckling it while I'm there, sweating and carrying on, shaking, <laughs> you know. No, go nowhere near. That's fasting. Yes, stay away from the biscuits too. But we're not talking. Y'all know we ain't talking about biscuits. You can add the biscuits. <laughs> Some of you need to stay away from the biscuits. Right. So, so life notes are written in the midst of unbelief. Life notes are written in the midst of unbelief. Look here, Luke 18. Familiar scripture, but let's check it out few more minutes because I'm not teaching on this next week. So, Luke 18. This was a life note for this week only. <laughs> so, all right, so Luke 18. It says, uh, and he spake a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray. Look. And not to faint. You know what that means? Not to give up. We should always pray and not give up. See, because if we stay in God's presence, he's going to give us the life notes to navigate through the situation, right? See, circumstances should push us into God's presence with the tablets of our heart ready to be written on. Circumstances should push us into God's presence with the tablets of our heart ready to have life notes to be written on. Look at 2 Corinthians 3. Circumstances shouldn't, shouldn't paralyze us or punk us or destroy us. It should push us right into God's presence. All right, so 2 Corinthians 3, uh, verse 2. It says, you are, you are our epistle written in our hearts, known and read of all men. For as much as ye are manifestly declared to be the epistle of Christ, ministered by us, written not with ink, but with the spirit of the living God, not in tables of stone, but in fleshly tables of the heart. We allow this stuff to be written on our heart, out of the abundance of the heart, what? There you go. And we're snared by, right, life and death, right. See, so, 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 so we, we, we cheat ourselves. Look, uh, Jeremiah 31. I'm going to, I'm going to end with Jeremiah 31. I got tons of notes here, but I just, just <laughs> think this, this will be enough. Jeremiah 31, and people online see it already, so they're like, 33, man, get the 33. <laughs> Jeremiah 31, verse 33. It says this, it says, but this shall be the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. 
After those days, saith the Lord, I will put my law in their inward parts and write it in their hearts and will be their guide and they shall be my people. Yeah, so they ain't got to go looking for it. They don't have to look for experience notes now. They stay in my presence. I'll write it right in their heart. <laughs> I'll write the life notes right in their heart. And so that's what God's trying to do. So, you know, we used to talk about full circle, and, and, and I get it. There's people that's, oh, my God, it's full circle. This happening, that happening. Then you got some people like, okay, now I'm in the same place, getting the same revelation. <laughs> Like, what? You know, is it, is it my deodorant? Like, what, what's going on here? Nothing going on. You're in full circle, too. The life notes are being written out. Right? In that waiting, on your heart, everything is being written out. See, the challenge is we, we have to understand that, that we're fearfully and wonderfully made, and God has something, purpose, and plan for our lives. And there's not a great person in this world that hasn't gone through great test trials and tribulations. There's not a great fool in this world that hasn't fell under the pressure of great trials, test trials and tribulations. So, so everybody's going to go through it. Is this, is someone going to allow the life notes to be written out? Not only that they, they go through, they break the matrix so other people can go through. You keep hearing, me and my wife talk about this a lot. And, I, and even before I met her, one of the things I used to, to be so intrigued about, and, and I, I, I still have this visual I carry with me my whole life, of me sitting in the back, I'm listening to a man of God talk. First thing that got me is when he said, so, so I, was, I, was, I was talking to God, and God said, and he said it about three times, and I'm sitting back there, now did God tell him? How did he tell him? Was it an audible voice? Like, did he believe God told him? Because I had never... To my understanding, I hadn't really heard from God. So, so see, it was uncertain to me. Like, I didn't, I didn't know that. So, I hear from God. So, I'm like, <laughs> I get what it, I, I, I'm experiencing what that guy was writing out in front of me that day. Then the other thing is, I've been hearing these testimonies, man, for years. Like, you know, and I studied generals. Like, I studied, and I would hear, like, this person... You know, I remember I was in uh, Atlanta, in uh, uh, Burlton. What was his wife's name? Is Cynthia Brazelton. So the husband was teaching in a conference I was at. So he so he comes out. He all excited. He said he said now now do, do you want the you you want the good news or you want the good 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 news? Which one you want first? And he said what's your, and he was just so hyped like and I was like okay what's what's he got to say? And he says, man, so, so this is what happened. He says, I go out, we go out, and we, uh, we really wanted this land. He says, but we couldn't, uh, we didn't have no money. He says, but the Lord told me to just go out there. So you go out and I'm talking to the guy and find out it was, it was 1.7 million. This guy's name is Tony. Tony Brazelton. And he says, 1.7 million. So he's talking to the guy. He says, you know what? The guy says, you know what, Tony, for some reason, I feel that you got to have this land. He said, so I'll figure out a way. We're going to figure out a way to make sure you get this land. And so they worked out a, 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 some type of installment plan. They ain't got no money. So the installment plan was, I, I don't know, he might have been playing hundreds, a thousand. It was almost like he was buying maybe a car, not all his property. It's huge land. 
So, so now they, they, they give them the deed on this installment plan so they really haven't paid for it yet. Struck natural gas on the land. They struck natural gas on the land. I think he said they was making almost like something crazy, like 70-something million, like a year, something crazy. I, I could be wrong with the figures. No, I'm not wrong that it was crazy amount. I'm just wrong with the exact figures. On land that he, somebody made him, helped him to get, that he didn't have the money to buy, that he never had the money to buy, they ended up paying for itself to pay it off, plus it kept giving him money for the rest of his life. For the rest of his life. And so, so I, I could tell you thousands, thousands. I, I've been around all these different people, man. I can tell you thousands, thousands of and I was like, wow. Oh, I give you this one. This was this was this one I always think about of Kenneth Copeland. They bought this land in Tulsa. So they buy this land. And so they were at a point where it's like, well, you know, we probably should just sell it. So they they find a buyer. So it's like, okay, we're gonna get this money from from this buyer. At the closing, his wife comes in, but listen to your wives. Wife comes in and says, Honey, God told me that we we're not supposed to sell this land. They're at closing. So just, he, 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 man of God got to listen, and the man of God got to hear from God too. Some life notes being written right now because there's no script. We, we got a buyer. We know what, no how much money we're getting. We're going to have more money than we had because we're trying to do ministry. God says, don't sell it. A life note written right now, you're going to follow the life note or you're going to go with the experience note. And so he goes with what his wife said. They struck, I might not have it totally accurate. It's been a long time. I'm not sitting in front of the story, but I believe oil and natural gas. They want for nothing. They got their own printing press. They got an airplane hangar. got everything on that property. They, they don't use the word for nothing. The government pays them. So I hear all these stories, and, you know, you sit back and you hear these stories. I was like, wow. Like, man, these guys, man, they, they, they special. Like, like, how do you believe like that? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, 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 of course, we ain't struck a natural gas yet. Uh, but when I was teaching on the anointed associations, there's, God was sending people around us that were showing us stuff that we take for granted. Not take for granted meaning like, oh, that ain't nothing. We don't, we, yeah, I know we don't work like that. But I'm saying... What I said during the teaching, you're in it, so you don't even realize it. But when that person comes around, they're going, I don't know, what in the world, how is that possible? See, we, we live it. We all live it, heirs. But it don't happen every day. It just doesn't. Like, you don't, you don't okay, we're, we're on 21 acres with, with, a, lake, with a lake back there. There's some, there's some land over there that we could build on over there through the, through the, over the creek and through the woods, <laughs> right? 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 Even what God has done just with the property already, that don't happen every day. We're 10 years old, and he did it when he had no money. Remember, God breathed the finances right before we got the building. We didn't, we didn't listen, we needed, we had 25000 in the bank, and that was a miracle because nobody in this church knew 
we had an $8,000 a month budget, we had $2,200 in the bank one month. I was like, babe, <laughs> it's getting close. It's getting down to the wire. And then all of a sudden, from that point, I think that, 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 that week, we needed $1,700 to, to, to pay our bills. Somebody that never tithed before, never tithed again, they tied exactly $1,700. Nobody knew. We didn't, we didn't come to the church. What, what, what you giving? Is that widow's mite? You got to step that up, bro. We, we got <laughs> hey, 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 to keep the lights on. Yeah. You know, I didn't get no special sermons. Right? Nobody knew. Right after that, God started breathing on the finances. We had $25,000 in the bank. Y'all don't know, but I always like reserve no matter what. Like I'm not, this is how I, this is how we are, right? And so then we, we had this building to, to come up and they told us we needed 93000 in a week. I said, okay. <laughs> then we said, we said, okay. I was like, well, God's presenting the building, so I guess we can come up with it. We ended up getting 16000 That's not ninety three. And the guy said, you can't touch the $25,000. We need to, know, need to know you can pay your bills. Then they sold a building to somebody else. Then they sell another building to somebody else. Then God just started breathing on the finances through tithes and offering. Like each week we looked up, I said, babe, like God's doing something. And then we end up getting $100,000 in the bank. And I said, but we ain't had no building. I said, babe, there's got to be a building out here somewhere. That's what God sent her down here. But God did that. Now, it was, I think we ended up more like 110 or 12. We ended up more than that. We get the building. We renovate the building. We do our dedication, everything. When everything was done, when everything was completed, we had $25,000 on the bank. Exactly. When, when we finished everything, we had the same exact money that we started with. Now, come on, y'all. Like, like that, that, listen, if that ain't a life note, I don't know what it is. You understand what I'm saying? Like, that's how, like, like and, and there's other stuff God's doing behind the scenes, even now. Right? Just, just. So, 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 God wants to do that. And I'm like, like come on, some of these people, if you, if you listen to them, if you pay attention, some of these people are in whole nother stratospheres from where they was in their life. Because they just start doing it God's way. Some people just start tithing. Something as simple as tithing. Just start being in covenant with God. Consistently. No, not, you know, because you know some people call it tithe, but they don't really tithe. You know, they're like, you know, they don't even think, they ain't even calculating. They go, well, I gave him something. <laughs> but there's people around you. Not, not the, we don't even do no big spiel for tithing. I'm not, this is probably the most I've talked about in a long, right? But, but, it's, but I was thinking about it there. I said, man, people are missing out. But if you look around you, you see things happening because people are consistent with tithing. Everybody that come up here for promotion, like, 
sometimes I be saying, I don't know why y'all even coming up here thinking, you, you know you're getting a job, <laughs> right? And then you, you, you'll hear the story. I got this job. I got that job. Within a couple years, some people have got three, four promotions, astronomical, in different stratospheres. So God is writing these life notes, but he needs us to yield, die to all the stuff that's been getting in the way. And some of it is ego. Most of it is ego. Just die to that, man, and yield, man, and let God write this story out, man. This story is beautiful, man. It's beautiful. Do we get to see it? Can we read it? Do you want to read it? <laughs> I want to read it. All right, that's all.